it's your boy super duper here man shout out to not politically correct god damn it coolest podcast in the fucking world yeah yeah (laughs) not politically correct Welcome to episode 32 of Not Politically Correct. What is going down, everybody? What's up, everybody in the SoundCloud world and the iTunes world? It's funny that as soon as we got into the iTunes, we, we fell, fell off the face of the earth. <laughs> like, how do we go into a major platform and then say, all right, we quit? <laughs> we made it. Time to take a break. Yeah. Has anybody <laughs> checked our stats to see if anybody is still listening to our episodes? You know we don't do that. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> um, but anyhow... I think we should probably introduce ourselves so we can get right into it. This may be a short episode, maybe a little long episode. Y'all might have forgot us. Random and sporadic. <laughs> right. We might have forgot us. Yeah, exactly. But let's remind you who we you are. Know I forgot it's, us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's the homie TS, a.k.a. C-Nova. You know, I gotcha. A.k.a. Mexican Raiden. A.k.a. Hanka Hook. And you can find me on... <laughs> you can find me you on Twitter about that. at uh, C Nova KPZ, aka um, Mexi Negro, Me- Mexi Negro, <laughs> Mexi Negro, Me- Mexi Negro. I-, I guess I can get down with that, but it sounds too close to like a maxi pad. So I, I- <laughs> pass Spanish pads, right? <laughs> to catch the Spanish flows. All right, McCoy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! It's your boy, Rumo Koi, a.k.a. Mr. What It Do, a.k.a. Young Splash Guy, a.k.a. Smooth Job Johnny, a.k.a. Doped Up Danny, a.k.a. Uh, shit, I'm forgetting one. Hallway Jones. Because your bitch bitch might make me a ringtone. (laughs) You know, I love how I thought I had another one in between those. But they, it's cool. Um, Waved Up Willie. Wait, there we go. Wally. 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 Waved Up Wale. Ooh, nah, I don't. Mm -mm. Wale. Wave the Wale. Don't fucking do it. Wave don't fucking them. do it. Don't fucking do it. Where can we find you, Wale? Nigga, nigga. Oh shit, I'm retired. I'm retired. Fuck that. Fuck that. You can find my jersey in the motherfucking hey. rafters. Dude. Hey, he can't drink um, the shit out of you. Fuck that. Um, <laughs> and you can find me uh, at Rimacoy KPZ. That's on Twitter and on uh, Instagram, which I'm never on. And then you can also find me on uh, Snapchat at Rumacoy Rebel Gang. <laughs> Cody. This is an ass. Cody, a.k.a. Brody, a.k.a. Ghost, a.k.a. Fuck, uh, nickname Nathaniel, a.k.a. Embellishing Emily, a.k.a. Never Jojo, a.k.a. Ben Jojo, because CD record and everything. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> All right, too shabby. <laughs> All right, it's Russ, the barman, a.k.a. Spoon Fingers, a.k.a. Kid Universal, a.k.a. Gentleman R, a.k.a. Teddy Russ, a.k.a. Russ the Bus. A.k.a. Flat Tire Frank and shit. Flat Tire Frank. Um, <clears throat> so, don't forget, that you can join our Facebook group at Not Politically Correct Podcast. Also, uh, like the page at NPC Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Not PC Podcast. And now SoundCloud and iTunes. At Not Politically Correct Podcast. We are everywhere. We are everything. We are like the Trinity, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Or at least we're, we're in two two places. 
Two wears. Two wears. Two wears. Sensational. Right, exactly. <laughs> Speaking about sensational things, let's move on to sports. Cody, what's going down? We haven't heard from you in damn near a month, bro. A lot. A lot. How much is going down with sports? A, a lot. lot. <laughs> a lot of trades. It is NBA offseason. Trades are going on. So, I don't know where to start first. So, this is going to be pretty, like I said, random and sporadic. Um, first pictures on my phone I'm looking at. Brooklyn Nets. Kevin Durant signed $164 million four-year deal with the Nets. Who? Kevin Durant. Who was he playing for before? The Warriors. Okay. Are you really that out of sports? I'm so bad at names. Every day he strays farther away from this the Lord. This guy. The nigga with the DVDs. Oh! Yeah. The skinny nigga. <laughs> yeah. The, the skinny nigga. <laughs> Didn't dude come back game four, hurt himself, and then leave for in the finals? Yeah, and the he almost nigga. pulled a Paul Pierce kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Paul Pierce broke his leg and then came back to finish the game. Yeah, Paul I recognize Pierce. that dude. He Paul broke Pierce. his leg and then came back to finish the game. Yeah, and then actually, oh, that's hey, sports segment. Speaking right. of that, yeah. <laughs> he just said like a couple weeks ago, he admitted that he just actually had to take a dump. What? So when he broke his leg and they had him in a wheelchair and he's grabbing his leg, he just had to poop. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah, fuck Paul Pierce. So he, so he didn't break his leg. He just had to shit. Of course he didn't break his leg. He returned to the game without a cast and was making jump shots. Like, what? His leg hurt that bad? Like, that's how backed up he was? I thought it was a dedication to the game. Because when you look, ball is life. Okay? I hope his coach the from meaning, now on says, all right, everybody go to the bathroom to before ball. we play. Bathroom breaking shit before right. we get on the journey. We're about to go into the court, fellas. Anybody have to use the bathroom? Anybody have to use the bathroom? J.R. Smith is like, <laughs> yeah, get your gut down. <laughs> I need to stall again. Uh, um, Kyrie Irving, he also left Boston to sign on to the Brooklyn Nets. They're playing together. Yeah, so actually Kyrie convinced, because Durant could have went multiple different places, and he kept talking to Kyrie a lot, and Kyrie convinced him the best move is to go to Brooklyn. And so they're both playing for the Nets. Even though Kevin Durant, because of that injury, is probably going to be out all next season, right? So might. That really, it really won't yeah. materialize, really, until the following season. Time will tell, yeah. I mean, so. we'll see. I mean, it might be the whole season, but they got uh, professional sports, a lot of good uh, like physical trainers and stuff like that to heal a lot quicker than us normal human beings. Now, to the claw. Kawhi Leonard. Takes ears, bro. To the Clippers. Hundred forty two million four year deal. That wow. surprised me. I don't know about y'all, but he I know he was teasing with the Lakers. The Lakers yeah. thought they had him in the bag and they feel salty about it now. Which I don't really care about. That's alright. I mean they pretty they're pretty they're in pretty good standing at this point. You know who else wants the Clippers? Paul George. Woo! The Clippers are about to be about to be some trouble, bro. Hmm. They're like, gonna they be got out. they got yeah. they got Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. Uh, what is it? Uh, Beverly Patrick, Patrick yep. Beverly. Patrick it's, it's I, funny. I always forget it was like which. Because like as as corny as that cat is, is in all those interviews and stuff like that, he uh, really be balling. Yes, yes, bro. Yes. <laughs> they do call him, like he really emodels, emod. I don't know. Emulates. Thank yeah, Kobe. Which it shows. Cody or Cody, Kobe, awkward in interviews. <laughs> no, he talking about the gameplay after the uh, whole rape allegation in a little bit. Hmm. Allegation. For, 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 for a little while. For a little while. 
So, Rondo is back in L.A. Mm, yeah, really? Ray John Rondo? Yeah, he's John Rondo. He's still, he's still... Yeah, he's played with the Lakers this past season, too. Yeah. So, they kept him? They kept him? Yeah, he never left? Um, also, you guys know how Rock Nation um, has, like, a lot of athletes on their deal, yeah. too? Yeah. Mm. And they signed Kyrie. Okay, shit. On the Rock Nation. Shout out Jay-Z. You're going to need that when you get somebody out of jail next year. Watch. All right. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah, maybe they use it to get ASAP Rocky out before the Agent Orange does. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, Bucks got George Hill back. Hmm. So that's awesome because I think he's a really good shooter and player. Mm-hmm. Um, Giannis obviously got MVP. Mm-hmm. Gang, gang, And gang. shoes. Hey, hey, hey. He got, yo, Giannis got these, uh, this like, I guess like the line or, I don't know, call it the color wave or. Color wave. Where it's gonna be like all based on coming to America? Yeah, oh, them yeah, shits look. Them shits look so fucking dope. Yeah, his, Wait, uh, what? Come to America. Yeah, line. so yeah. Giannis, Giannis has a, a like a line of clothes or shoes. shoes. Well, well, no, shoes, he's, but he's also he also has hats and like he has a pair of shoes and they have a color wave. So obviously the same shoes, different colors and 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 like jogger like pants or whatever and all that. Okay, so you're doing like full outfits, just about. Yeah, you can you can. It's like. He has the shoes. That's the base, obviously, of the of mm-hmm. the fit. But they also have like the Greek freak pants, shirt. He got like a hat. All of that shit that goes along with the entire <laughs> way. Uh, Chris Middleton is back. Thank God, because he, I'm so like he's such a key role, and I think under deserved, un, under appreciated. Thank you. Over deserved. Words are so wordy today. Right. And we got Robin Lopez. So now we got. Oh, and uh, Thanasis Antetokounmpo. So now we got two brothers. Mm-hmm. Two sets of brothers. Two yeah. sets of brothers. So quantumplete. Something. Mm-hmm. Not really. Yeah. But now for McCoy to chime in. Um, <laughs> Russell Westbrook Woo! got traded to the Huston Ricketts Woo! for CP3. Yeah. Woo! To the Hot Pockets. Let's. let's so let's. I think they're going to do a lot worse. <laughs> Okay. The Ricketts. So here 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 goes about the They've got Ricketts. The Husted Ricketts. <laughs> um that's my one of, one of my favorite players. Actually my favorite player is James Harden, okay? And he there was an era where him era era. Thank you. Thank you, white man. Um where he Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant were all in Oklahoma, um, Oklahoma. It, it, I'm pretty sure that's the year they went to the finals. Okay, so yeah. and they lost. They lost to uh, uh, Miami and uh, and uh, LeBron and shit. Yeah, them niggas. Dolphins. Uh, <laughs> um, no, nah, the the Miami uh, Grizzlies and shit. Right. Um, no, so they went. That was a that was an interesting combination. But you knew that Harden was going to break out and be important, and that's mm. why he had to get traded. He had in his own team. He was a superstar. They had three. Superstars that want that really could have been something special. They had three superstars, three future superstars on one team. Now, I think everybody keeps saying that James Harden's a selfish player. Everybody also keeps saying that Russell Westbrook is also a selfish player. Two good players, but they're selfish. I think yeah. I think based on facts. their history. Okay, but I think based on their Straight history. Great facts. Think about this though. You have these two great players who know that they are both great, who know they can both do some great shit, and they both have played together before. So they've experienced each other. They've kind of like, they know how each other, you know, how each other can play. I think if you're looking at the franchise as a whole, 
they're gonna sit down and and come to the table like on some like let's just use our talents and dial that other shit back because at this point neither of us have a ring yeah. we're both super great we've been here before we know what we, we know what we can do together why not just do it I, I don't I think that we take too much away from people being able to actually grow as human beings not only that I think what people are more kind of commenting to <clears throat> is the fact that those two are I guess I want to say infamous for stats padding and that's what yes. the N- NBA has kind of become a, a place where you pad your stats like building your resume right. for your your after career right. uh, endeavors. Right. The thing with those two is that I don't think they're necessarily selfish players. Um, besides the stat padding thing, I think it's a respect thing. Like when Jordan's on the on, on the uh, on, on the court, you want to get him the ball because you know he's gonna score. Right. And that's what their kind of role is to do is to facilitate who is scoring. Russell Westbrook does most of the sport. He, score he does. He does pass. He does have you know the do- uh, the triple doubles and things of that nature, um, as far as the stats go. But he can get to the to the basket, and that's why he takes majority of the shots or has majority of the points. Just like um, uh, uh, James Harden. What do we call him before? Jimmy Harden. Jimmy Harden. <laughs> Jimmy Harden. Um, <laughs> with his own brand of sausages. Um, the the thing about it is in the NBA, a lot of people don't play team ball. And that's what Jordan had to learn. That's what Russell Brook had to learn. That's what um, James Harden has to learn. Um, With them being on the same team, I know there's a mutual respect for each other. They know what each other can do. And I think it'll be interesting to see what they do this season. Yeah, I um, with every and all the changes that are happening in Golden State too. Mm. Golden State could be losing now. Granted, Golden State never needed. Wait, 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 wait. Golden State never needed KD. They did it without KD before. Um, so it's possible that they can come out the gate and smash it, never lose lose a step. However, I feel like some of that dynamic might might have changed. Just some of the mm. shit that went on this season, the way they lost and all of that shit. I feel like that might it could create something. You know, vibes and shit be is real. Like, mm. and I feel like that they were in a they were in a zone like the last five six years. Mm-hmm. Um, they just jailed really well, and I feel like this season, this past season. Um, the jail started to loosen, you know, with mm-hmm. Draymond and uh and and KD going at each other, all that type of shit. Uh, Clay kind of speaking up about how he felt. Uh, like you know he don't get the credit he deserves. Right. Uh, Aisha Curry being a retard and like <laughs> fucking up shit for Doug. like all this shit. Like you know, you know, it's funny. I was thinking that like the first thing they need to do on their bench is sit down Aisha Curry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like. I'm my man's out. But. I know y'all seen that goofy video of her trying to millie rock. Hey man, let that woman live her life. Can she millie? Can she millie rock? No, no. However, just let her. Let her be, let the, let, little, she can't even. She can't even millie pebble. G. Damn, like it was. She can't millie step was, on nothing. That's crazy. That's crazy. Terrible. Let her. Let her. Let, let her get her shit off. Cause like she had. She had the. Nah, she no. didn't. Nah, she didn't. Nah, she didn't. This bitch damn near. <laughs> You like Swat the gun flies. signal and shit on what though? She had the assassination dance on point. <laughs> like, uh, throwing Swat up the, throwing up the forks and shit on some GD shit. Like, she was definitely... Yikes. She was pew-pewing all over On what though? Pew-pew-pew. Room-room. And ass. But, anywho. Anywho. Those can be Sam ass, bitch. What you talking about? So, listen. I feel like... I feel like... With what's going on with Golden State right now... And all the changes... Houston could come out and be really 
really, really heavy duty like in the West, right? Like they, I feel like they could. This could be the year. This could be the year that they knock out Golden State. Do you think with all the changes um, and all Watch the trades and everything, and out. is that <laughs> is do you think that the NBA is becoming slightly more balanced, or do you think it's tipping the other way now? I still think that it's still like the players think and actually kind of do in a way have more control than they should about where they're placed. Good deflection, but you answered the question. Is it so balanced? not balanced? Mm. I disagree. I feel like after this after this off season, we're gonna see a return of such to more only, balance. I feel like this is a, a kind of in a different way of balance, but a huge balance question was. The West was always stacked up, and that was for decades, and the East didn't really have anything. So now, I mean, we got Giannis in the East, um, and that who uh, the Sixers were doing pretty good. They had Jimmy Butler and Joel Embiid, but there, there wasn't really much else going on. But now with KD and Kyrie going to Brooklyn. Well, that's just, just recently, within the last, what, 10, 15 years? Because the Chicago Bulls were... Um, Detroit, uh, Tyra, Detroit, Boston, Celtics no, had a run. It was it was since like the sixties or seventies yeah. that the West warm. has always been like. I Until mean, the, the Lakers, to the nineties, the Spurs. Uh, Jordan existed in the East. What are you talking about? Jordan and Dennis Rodman at the same time. Yeah, at yeah. the same to time the, to the nine to the nineties. Right. And I'm not saying they didn't, but I'm saying the West, like all the Lakers, David Robinson, and they got. If you look at their uh, the, those years and those teams' um, winning records percentage, mm. it's always you're always going to. I mean, every team is going to be tough to play against. Yeah. But you go up against a, a team in the West, and it's always going to be a challenge. And every team saw it that way, and they always talk about it. The Mavericks, the Spurs, the Lakers, the Jazz back in the day. Right, but Cowboys. the Jazz got destroyed by the, by the Bulls. Detroit was running things for a long time. So it was Boston when they had um, 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 Kevin Garnett. Like there, there was there were regimes in the East for the longest time. It's only been like recently, like I said, within the last decade or so, um, maybe fifteen years, that the West has been such a dominant presence in the NBA. I uh, I'll disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so speaking about disagreements, let's talk about music. Well, <laughs> okay, since, since, since that's how we're going to transition. Uh, so, music. There's been a lot of stuff going on in music over the last two to three weeks. A lot of new albums. Even just in the last 24 hours, we got a lot of good good stuff that dropped. Um, but what I would really want to talk about is, first... Dreamville? Dreamville. Uh, if anybody's not living under a rock, you had to hear that... Uh, Revenge of the Dreamers uh, 3 mm-hmm. came out with an accompanying documentary. And if you know anything about that process, you know that it was, um, you know, like a little, basically an artist boot camp thing going on in Atlanta that J. Cole was putting together. And it resulted in, you know, a compilation album for his record label. Now, first of all, let me just run this down. Um, his record label consists of, obviously, himself, J. Cole. But you have Earth Gang, which is a, a duo. Um, you have J.I.D., who was actually a freshman um, in on the 2018 freshman cover. And he's actually, he and Earth Gang started off before they were signed as a part of a bigger collective, which included uh, Black, the singer. Um, and they were called Spillage Village. So they kind of came and both ended up getting signed to Cole. 
Um, both from Atlanta, so... Is that uh, the six-black guy or whatever? Yeah, black? yes, yes. So it's, no pronounced, it's pronounced black, yes. But six-black, <laughs> six yes. Um, six-black black guy. But so there's <laughs> J. Cole, there's J.I.D., there's Earth Gang, there's Ari Lennox, who's a phenomenal singer, just dropped the Shea Butter Baby joint. Um, there's a guy named by the name of Loot. Um, Omen, Boss, who's from New York and has done a lot of shit with, like, Afo, who's my favorite rapper and shit, if you've been listening, you know that. Um, and then there's also... Um, Koss, who's from the uh, West Coast. So these talents come together with a with a host of different producers, different other like other artists, and they make a compilation album. Which it's not the first time we've seen a compilation album at all, but it's the first time in a long time. Like this shit took me back to the point where I started li- listening to other compilation albums again. This shit took me back to like the Rough Riders, uh, you know, you know, Volume One and Two and shit when they were mm-hmm. doing the Rough Rider. Uh, uh, compilations and shit like that like this shit was amazing from start to finish I mean you come in with the song uh, Under the Sun J. Cole spazzing you have Kendrick who appears he doesn't he doesn't even get the feature credit but he appears on the on the hook hmm. um, I thought that was interesting I thought Dawg was gonna spaz I was after waiting on, him on the uh, hook yep, but yep. then it was like I, yep. oh wow Damn. J. Cole, Damn. J. Cole always Damn. played Kendrick like that, though. He did that on his second album on uh, Born Sinner uh, and Forbidden Fruit. He put Kendrick. We all thought Kendrick and J. Cole was going to get their shit off together, and he put Kendrick on the chorus. He be, he be playing us like that because he know we going to be like, oh, shit. And um, you know, shit don't ever take <laughs> But uh, they got that. They got Down Bad, which was released as a single. Down Bad, they spazzing on that. Uh, I actually, there, there's a song on there called Ladies, 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 which is uh, very reminiscent of... Um, girls, girls, girls by Jay Z, but it's J I D and T I. And first of all, they're both those two people are both from Atlanta, and, and so they to, sound similar, dog. To, to, so, so you see T, you see J I D do his young boy version of what Tip does, and Tip comes in with his verse like, "Nigga, you don't know nothing about no bitches," and then yeah. does his. That was just so like all of the shit on this album, on some like nerd rap nigga shit, is just well crafted, is well put together. Like Cole really took his time and let. Like, let artists be artists on this entire thing. And so, you know, she bought the best... Young Nudie from another another uh, Atlanta artist who I'm uh, who is uh, related to 21 Savage and... Um, Hello. <laughs> um, <laughs> and kind of came up with Dog, but he's got his own little wave going now. Young Nudie is... Uh, I kind of like his voice and his style. I mean, he's not really a lyrical guy, but kind of like... Something about his cadence and the way he delivers the raps is kind of kind of dope to me, but... Um, he on track with J. Cole Spazzin. Then you got Maxo Maxo Cream from Houston is on the track. Uh which and that track is actually produced for by Business Boy. Uh so shout out him. He's from uh, Milwaukee for those who hmm. don't know. So <clears throat> yeah, Business Boy got his spot on that on the on the J. Cole joint. Um it's just a lot of creativity here and Cole kinda said that he wanted to do do it like this and he invited everybody and made it kind of like a, a community thing because he knew that they would get more out of all these artists. Hmm. Everybody bouncing around ideas and kind of letting some natural shit happen. You got people like Vince Staples who only got it like eight, eight to ten, maybe I think he got a, a full sixteen, but it, it almost sounds like a little interlude type shit at the end of a, another track at the end of Rembrandt. Hmm. Um, it's just it's just dope, man. Like like the whole album from start to finish is dope. You got um, some introspective tracks like um, PTSD and shit and sleep deprivation, and and then you got some shit where Got me, which is like uh, Ari Lennox and uh, Ty Dolla Sign, and like it's just a lot of shit on there, dog. That 
you get so many different points of good music and you can see you can finally see because his label is very in the background his label is very low key i feel like hmm. and you can finally see all the shit that they bring to like like i want right like i want to go listen to more loot more of loot's shit i want to go listen to more jid honestly see exactly see exactly and this and this and this is what a compilation album is supposed to do mm-hmm. if you're going to do a compilation album, i'm supposed to introduce your people and really give you everybody on there doing what they do. It made me, I already knew of Boz, and I'm like, damn, okay, Boz, I'm trying to get his shit off on here, too. It made me want to go listen to some old shit that he got, mm-hmm. which I, I did go back. I agree with you that um that this that's what a compilation album is supposed to be. It's supposed to, like, highlight, like, it, of course you're going to see the big names and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, they're going to do what they do. But it's for those people in the background that you like, yo, who is this? Or mm-hmm. where have I heard this this uh this rock this cadence before and right. it makes you go look for him yeah that's how i found um king crooked that's how i found coded a friend yeah. like all these random cats that's why everybody in stuff. d12 is hot now because that's exactly what eminem did yeah not do <laughs> but i feel uh <laughs> but yeah this, this yeah, album not do. and this album opened number one it opened number one on you know um billboard chart so it's another win for cole and i think it gives us all a different light i wasn't sold on jid before this album I yeah, heard him, but JID be getting this shit off. off. I wasn't so he sounded like Kendrick to me too. I, I really want to see JID and Kendrick do a track together. Ooh. I really feel like that would be dope. Like um, JID, I wasn't told on him until this. Um, Lou, I didn't even I knew of dude, but didn't really care to hear from him. Also, <laughs> King King or Mez, formerly King Mez, um, is another rapper from um, North Carolina, and. He was all over Dr. Dre's uh, 2015 release, Compton. Hmm. He did a lot of the writing there. He was on a lot of the tracks there. He was spazzing. And I liked him then. Um, I didn't know that he was cool with J. Cole's people on his, uh, I think him and Omen or, or either him and Luther, him and Omen um, are cool because they mm-hmm. come from the same you know area or city or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. I think J. Cole should sign Mez because I feel like King Mez, or his name is Mez now. He took the king off. But I feel like he... More than anybody out of North Carolina is deserving of a record deal, and I feel like J. Cole got a lot of good talent on his label. Like, this would be a nice centerpiece to put. Like, Miz, Miz can out rap a lot of niggas, I feel like. And he wrote for Dre and did a lot of shit on that. I'm like, he cold, bro. What would you say is the best track off that album? Off of, uh, damn, off the Dreamville joint? Yes. Woo, it's a lot of joints on there. Um, I, I honestly, one of my favorite joints is, uh, under the sun, the, the, the is that the, the first track? Yes, that's hell the first yeah. Track. That because uh, dude, J Cole was J Cole was in, in pure form right there. J Cole was in pure form. Everybody right there. was in, and I and the baby, the baby. I was just about to say that that the baby was one of the cats on there. I was like, all right, this is the dopest track I've ever heard. <laughs> like that it's, shit was that shit was crazy, and I just there's a part where J Cole at the end of his. At the end of his, okay, at the end of J. Cole's verse, he's he spazzing doing this shit. Um, but at the end of his last four bars, he said, um, no, actually, last eight, he said, an image my minimum wa- an image my minimum wage, this ain't no kennel, behave. Niggas with, is with all that barking, we send them astray. So, in a way, we the dog catchers. How many bullets your dog catching? Sawed off, raw dog fashion. Called off, whole guy catch him. Like, dog, the way, it's not even, he's not even really saying, he's just talking that shit, he's just being, you know, braggadocio, but the way, the way he did that, the way he laced it, the way it comes off on beat, it's like, that's Mm -hmm. why you know Cole is one of the top niggas, like, 
if you listen to the song, the way he bounced on them last few bars, like it was just dope. Like this is my favorite track on here, Under the Sun, and I just like um, I think Loot snapped too. Loot had the second verse, he snapped too. The baby got his shit off. The baby, yeah, everybody yep. got their shit off yeah, on that track. Yep, yep. yep. <laughs> Like, he said, you actually made me a fan of the baby. Yes, I'm telling you, dog. He said, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. like, really? Yeah. really? The, baby, the, baby, the baby got a bounce of Super Cold. So, I, I, overall, this Dreamville album, it's a, been a lot of new music, but this Dreamville album definitely stands out as something y'all got to check out if we're talking about rap and, and shit like that. Um, also, um, there's been a lot of shit going on, just on some rumor shit. Uh, well, not rumor shit, but more so just rappers saying the darnest things or hip-hop <laughs> people saying the darnest things. Jermaine Dupree basically said all the oh. new female rappers can't rap. It's like strippers rapping or some goofy-ass mm. shit. And the question was, is he feel, they, they, they was on uh, some interview and they asked him if he felt, you know, if he was feeling into the new female rappers. And he's, a, he's entitled to his opinion. Right. I just feel like He's a little misguided in saying that all the new female rappers are like stripper rappers when you got people like Rhapsody and Angel Hayes. Whenever you make a blanket statement like that, it's not going to be as accurate. But at the same time, it's fairly accurate. Just as accurate as saying all guy rappers talk about is bitches, hoes, and how they're all drug dealers. Or they're all um, drug takers. Like, And that's mad not accurate, though. Right. That's mad not accurate, though. That, but, I'm, but I'm saying, like, why do we care about the opinion of the live action version of Crash Bandicoot. Right. Uh, <laughs> like, he, he he doesn't have, like, any, in my opinion, any, like, real pull or real reputation as far as rapping now. Like, <clears throat> back in the day, maybe. But now, I don't really see him as, like, a strong presence or influencer of hip-hop rap. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, if <clears throat> you're not listening to what's on the radio, then, yeah, you can say that it's... E- you can easily easily defend the other female artists that don't just rap about the same thing and you can easily defend the rap the <coughs> male rap artists that don't rap about the same thing but if you listen just to the radio you're going to hear all the female artists talk about how their pussy is the wettest and the sweetest <laughs> and how they're all about making money but the radio is for popular music so the, the he's Jermaine Dupri he's Jermaine Dupri he's in the, the culture if you're in and of the culture, you should your ears should be to the streets anyway, right? I agree, but I don't know if he was making a comment according to what is popular on the radio or overall. Because you can't you can't make that overall statement listening to those same um, rappers because that's not all they talk about. Oh yeah, that might be twenty percent. The, the chicks like to say that too, especially the the father of them all, mm. Nicki Minaj, yeah. Father Minaj and shit. Right, <laughs> Nicki the Stallion. Um, Nicki so, the Stallion is Cody dubbed her. <laughs> Nicki the Stallion. <laughs> um. So yeah, that, we, that came up, and I, that, I just thought that, that was real awkward of Dog to even be like that, being that he gave us the, the brat and shit. Like, so you know, female he, he just likes that. No, all right. right. I mean, he might. He might. He might. <laughs> Um, so that was just that was odd. That's just something that came up, and I was as as I've been really a big fan of female rappers of late, man. I just really mm-hmm. didn't like the fact that he said that, and I and I stand by the fact that Angel Hay. I've been that he made me go back and pull up Angel Hay shit, and I've been bumping that again, um, more consistently too. And she fucking cold, but um, so to end the to end the music segment, I tweeted about a week and a half ago. I tweeted. So so I follow a lot of like hip hop um pages on Twitter. Mm-hmm. 
And TS is ready for this boy. Uh, I tweeted. I tweeted. They they asked for unpopular opinions. You know, hashtag unpopular opinions. <laughs> I gave two. I gave. I gave two. Oh, wait, I gave two separate <laughs> opinions. I gave two separate. I said unpopular opinion number one. I said Biggie, Notorious B.I.G. is not a legend. Not even close. That's what I said. Unpopular opinion number two, separate from the Biggie thing, was Nelly is a greater MC and far more important to rap than we give him credit for. Do you know mm-hmm. I got my ass chewed up by people on the internet? It, it happened really briefly. It was like a, a quick a quick 24-hour thing. It was just really interesting to see two things. One old heads defending old heads love to be the gatekeepers of some shit they love to be they love to be like you can't you can't say that i don't think biggie Smalls. well okay wait i take that back biggie can be a legend i just don't think he's as important or as necessary of a rapper that people, tweet <laughs> that people try to make no i'm i'm standing by the fact that i think biggie's overrated uh, as a whole i don't think he has enough concise good Enough concise or large enough body of work for us to, to say he's as dope as the day we were trying to say he is. He's nice, but we got to chill. Secondly, <laughs> Nelly... Like he go, had, it's like he had his era like um, Sir Mix-a-Lot did. Ooh, shit. That doesn't make Sir Mix-a-Lot the views a the, legend. The views and opinions held by the staff. <laughs> <laughs> um, he I, just I, compared Biggie and Sir Mix-a-Lot. Sure Even the white boy knows did. that ain't cool. But sure this, did. But yeah, because why? Why Why does Biggie get the clout? He just happened to be in the right spot at the right time, and he had a dope story. And I think that's what propelled him. It's kind of like a meme that came out of nowhere, like storming Area 51. Some random dude started that. But We're going to storm <clears throat> Area 51, and then it just blew up. And now it's just going to be a part of our memories. And people just kept recycling that idea of, yo, this Area 51, this Area 51. Biggie was the same thing. Somebody, he blew up during a time when uh, he was in the right spot at the right time, and yeah, then people yeah. just kept riding that same uh, euphoria over and over, year after year after year after year, instead of just looking at him like compared Biggie? to everybody else. But he, yeah, I he, think he's dope. Think he's good? He, he, but I think he's a dope artist. I, I don't think he rode away, but I think he was pushed... Man. By Puff, I don't think he um, rode away because he wasn't long enough to create a way. Like that, his but, after his after image did. Okay, but Pac, same kind of thing. Except for no, we talked about no, Pac no, 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 same kind of thing. Exactly to a T. Pac definitely put a lot more work into it in a small amount of time, and we saw that like after he died, he still has music coming yeah, but out. Pac stuff. did work though. Like he has the but same the repertoire to back him up. Biggie has okay, but uh, right, al- two right, albums. Biggie has two albums. Two albums. Right spot at the right time. Pac. No. Is everybody in the right spot at the right time if they blow up? I mean, I get that, but I Big, see what Biggie, you're trying to say. Biggie yeah. And, Biggie and Pac only get compared because they had a beef at at that moment. Biggie and Pac are not anywhere near. Pac had was so much music. He had like what? Okay, wait. Tupac lives now. Strictly for my niggas. Like five albums, I think. Wait, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna make sure I get this right because we're not gonna do this today. Guarantee, guarantee it. Okay, Tupac lives now. Strictly for my niggas. Me against the world. All eyes on me. Four albums and one was a double disc. The first like rap double disc. All eyes on me. Yes, all eyes on me. So technically five albums. 
You're talking about CDs. It's, it's four albums. It's four, but, but, yeah, whatever. But nothing. But so, so <laughs> no, because when, they, when you buy a double disc, they count it as two albums because it's two separate, whatever. Anywho, I did not know that. Anywho, That's weird. Yeah, see, look. Anyway, <laughs> he had four yeah, albums. Four albums. One album worth two albums of material. Okay? First album came out in 91. The, so the nigga, okay. And the nigga was in Digital Underground before that. So the nigga was there. A, he, didn't, he didn't get shot till. 96. Like, the amount of stuff that he did musically, he was in movies. Yes. Bro was an activist. Yes. Like, yes. he did a lot of shit. Biggie. Which has nothing to do with ate. rap. Right. However, however, if we're talking about, if we're talking about what I, the reason I think Biggie is overrated or gets too much credit is because he only created two albums. If we're going to do the double disc thing, he had three, I guess, since I just did that for Pac. But two releases, two releases. <laughs> Of, of good music, of good music, but it wasn't enough. He died, and we lost Biggie. Right. Pac not, died, and we got one, two, three, four, five, six more albums. Oh, by the way, while he was still alive, he did a compilation album with his little group of niggas, yeah. uh, The Outlaws, Thug Life. Yeah. So. No, I'm, I'm not debating the Tupac's legendary status. Um, what I'm trying to do is separate the activism right. that Tupac did and the work that he did right. for the culture um, outside from his you're trying to separate that from him being yeah, a legend because because we're talking about legendary style just as far as like his his rap okay career right i i give you that as far as tupac being legendary because he was um the work he produced was phenomenal um right. his passion his lyrics they make up his body of work yeah um biggie only had two two and a half albums let's put it that way um two two and a half albums that were major my thing is, I agree with you that I don't think Big is a legend. I think he was a dope rapper. I think he yeah. was getting down before his time, yeah. so we couldn't see what he could accomplish. But putting him in, in legendary status um, kind of is a slap in the face for all the other legends that have that caliber and that quality of, yep. of, of yep. music. Um, he, he's, a, he's a dope MC. I liked his cadence. I liked a lot of his lyrics. It was funny sometimes. But... I don't put him in the same category as I would any other uh, legends. Not to compare him to Sir Mix a lot. Um, that's that's a, a stretch. stretch. But I understand the sentiment because it was like Mix, you had a good song, you had a good run, and it carried you to where you need to go for the rest of your career. Right. Um, he ain't dropping nothing else, and right. he's still alive. But... He's still producing though, and he's still doing stuff. But he's he's totally. I think he's totally out of the genre. Mix a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Well played. I, I like to. I like to say this. I compared Biggie to XXX Tentacion because they're dead. Three years, three years, three years in the in the spot in the spotlight. Fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, died in eighteen. Biggie. We started learning him in ninety three. Dropped his first album, ninety four. Five, six, seven. He was dead by ninety-seven. Ooh, I wonder if legends are generational. Then, what did this generation say about XX? They're already calling him a legend, and mm. I and I don't and I disagree with that. I had, he had two good bodies of work. There's the he old head trying to close the gates on the new generation. No, I know <laughs> no, that's for sure. That same example. Yeah. You are that old head. I, what I'm saying is, but I'm the, if I'm the old head, I'm the guy that's telling you that Biggie, who all the old heads would. Would say as a legend is not because that's your, your because era. because it's the same it's the same dynamic. Yeah, two only two bodies of work. 
Now, XX got has some shit in the tank. So he could turn out to be a pot. But two bodies of work that were released. Rave reviews, all of that good shit came in, shook some shit up. Pe- X definitely did some shit where he brought in a whole like different he kinda led the wave on that the, that Southern Florida sound and shit. I think that's what that's what can help define what a legend is. Yeah. If you brought something new to the game, if you if you've done something that nobody has done before. To influence it, to change direction, to do right. Yeah, exactly. And uh, with Pac, for instance, he recorded a shit ton of music in a very short amount of time. Now, to that definition of a legend, um, one I want to clarify, does a legend have to necessarily die to be a legend? No. Jay is a legend. Lie? Okay. No. Um, so, to that effect, um, having made such a huge impact on the culture or the direction of the genre that they're promoting, would you consider Soldier Boy a legend? Holy fuck. Get out. I hate you. Get out. Oh, why would you? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. This pot is done. No, Guys. Wait, wait, wait. He's right, though. Wait. He has some Damn. legendary tendencies. <laughs> I'll give him that. Oh, he got some legendary tendencies. So you're going to do, do something like that? Okay. I just want to no, see where look, your head's at. Based, but on, based what on what Russell we just said, said <laughs> that would be a yes, then. Regardless of your feeling about him, you Soldier can't. Soldier would be a legend. You now can't. wait, here's here's what takes here's what takes it away for Soldier. Soldier mm-hmm. would be a he legend. He has no he has no classic album. Mm-hmm. Now every legend, ah. because I was in. Oh, thank you. <laughs> we were talking, yeah, bro. Hey, bro, I'm gonna save us. I'm gonna save us. I'm gonna save us, bro. I'm gonna save us. You know I got stuff. No, look at that. Um, I'm gonna let you finish. Um, <laughs> the thing that because Lauren Hill has one solo album, yeah, mm-hmm. Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Mm-hmm. People will talk about her not or her being a legend. We, I was debating somebody the day before I tweeted this. I was debating somebody about this, in which he said, in which he said, uh, Lauren Hill ain't no legend with you, woo. And I'm like, it only takes one album to make you a legend. So I had to kind of doubt some of my Biggie shit back because Biggie do got two albums where you can consider. You know what I'm saying? So Soldier Boy ain't got that. So we can debate Biggie. We can debate Lauren. We not gonna debate Soldier Boy. He did some shit important for the culture, I think, in terms of shifting the inter- shit to the internet culture and shit. So he did some legendary shit, but he's not a legend because at the end of the day, this is about the music, and he didn't give us no classic albums. That's gonna stop. That is what I think is what stops Soldier War from being a legend. Now, if DeAndre come out and fucking give us one classic joint, like one joint, we like, oh shit, this nigga said we, this what, what is this? Then he can be a le- all you need. I feel like all Soldier Boy needs, and this is coming from from me, the quote unquote old head or whatever the fuck. Soldier Boy needs one classic album, and that would and he would be auto legend status all, automatically because all the is other shit he did legendary. So, so he's rapping? legendary elect. <laughs> yes, right. he is. Yes, he is. Yes, is he, he is. Is he still rapping? Yes, he is. Unfortunately, he just got to jail like last week. He just got to jail last week, I think. Yeah. So, uh, but, so, um, so if he comes out with some. I'm more mature shit like um, like a return to rap like Meek Mill type shit you would consider him a legend he has to have a they gotta be cold they gotta be good rap a legendary album he has to have a classic album Meek a legend Meek oh Meek is about to be a legend the the second I was about to get to that because I know you Nelly is important to rap He's way more important than we ever give him credit for. He's too good. Without, ne- without, without Nelly, without Nelly, friends. just so y'all know, Nelly is one of TS's personal favorites. Um, 
Yeah. So I Nelly... love the Longest Yard. It was a great movie. Wow. <laughs> Nelly, listen, Nelly, Nelly, Nelly is one of the greatest selling rappers of all time. He has one of he has a diamond album. There yeah. aren't many rap, rap diamond albums, dog. Yeah. Which album was that? Country Grammar. Facts. They had multiple hits. E.I. Fucking ride with me. Fucking uh, what is that? You going down, down, baby? You telling me this shit ain't hits, bro? Stop. Start to finish that album cold. And then the same. And one of my favorites, which I actually went to the store and bought. When it's like my third album I've ever bought. Same Lunatics, uh, free CD album. That album fucking cold, bro. I went back and listened to that album last month, bro. That shit, I was, my girlfriend got annoyed because she kept getting in the car. She was like, I'm done with this Nelly shit because I listened to that album for a good week, for a good week or two, just in the car. As soon as she get in, that's all you heard was the same Lunatics, bro. I wish Murphy Lee would have been a lot Murphy bigger. Murphy Lee was cold. Murphy Lee was, was fucking cold, bro. So, Nelly and the sing song shit and the shit that he did for rap, like, I don't think you have a Drake. I don't think there's a lot of shit. I don't, there's a lot of shit going but on that you don't based have. Based off of just that little bit of information right there, Nelly's a legend. Yeah, because like, look, he got Nelly's Nelly got a, a classic album. He got a diamond album, a diamond album, multiple. Like, if you don't, if you don't, country grammar, whether you fucked with its style or not, is a classic in it's, my eyes. There are no other albums like country grammar. What's diamond? Is that five hundred thousand? Diamond is ten million. <laughs> Oh, I thought it was less. I agree with you. No, Diamond is a classic album. So, I mean, we're going to talk about Legends. We need to start giving Nelly his credit, bro. Now, this is the part that pisses everybody off. It's just as easy as it is to come to the conclusion that Nelly Mm. is a legend. You know how long it took us to come to the conclusion that Biggie is a legend? So that would say that Nelly is better than Biggie. Whoa! I again the the views had, opinions. People had to fight me like, oh no, this reason and that re- and uh yeah uh, uh 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 and this is why Biggie is. But Nelly off top, this that this diamond album, this influence, this classic, boom. Yeah, I and mean as as legendary status, and he you would have to put him above slow. Biggie. But as far as like actual bar for bar, we already know. But you have to give Nelly his due. Yeah, yeah we got to start. We got to start, and that's all I. And people started saying that I was saying that Nelly was better than Big. He I is. never said that. I, he is. He what? He is. He what? Nelly's better than Big. Hate to say it. Um, <laughs> I I feel like I said it on Twitter, and I say Nelly gave us pimp juice. Big, big beef with the nigga in juice. CD record and everything retweeted that. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, hey. Uh, but, but okay, so uh, my 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 way to end this to end this segment. This is a good segment. Uh, who do you think is the most overrated artist of all time? Most overrated. Most overrated. Artist? We we got a lot of legends, a lot of people in this game. But who do you think is the most overrated artist? Absolutely. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? Let me get you. Let me get. You, let me get you the noose in the chair right now. Wow. Let me get you the noose in the chair right now. What do you say? He said absolutely. What is going on? Hey, I just listen to folks. I love Abso. Right. Abso is dope, dude. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how to feel right now. This nigga been sitting up here defending Nelly and won't even need to. Ooh. Ooh. I'm afraid Ooh. for you, too. Let's fight, bro. Go, then we're done. Let's fight, bro. Now, um, who is the most overrated artist to y'all? I always felt like it was. Um, Wait, say it louder. I always felt like Biggie was the most overrated artist. 
In my opinion, I'm not saying Big Knock. Can a legend be overrated? That's another good question. Can he be? I don't fucking know. Yeah, he can. I don't know. I just feel like Big, man. Like, being overrated doesn't take away from your legendary status. It just makes you overrated. Some of y'all, some some people say M is overrated. I think you're a retard. Right. Don't listen. And you should be committed. But hey, some people say some people say that shit. Don't listen to those people. Some people say Nas. You don't need that kind of what? Some some. There are human beings walking this planet that say Nas already. Yes, I don't know. I would say just listening to Illmatic yesterday in the car. Nas just dropped Lost Takes Two. We gonna talk about that next. (laughs) Yes. um, And he's got enough for another one. And I'll I'll probably be be hated for this, but I think on a year to year basis. That Jay is overrated sometimes. Ooh. Okay, I don't want to cry today, so let's just stop. What's I used Russell to say hates that. some shit. Okay. Russell hates Jay Z. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't hate. I don't hate Jigga. Jigga, my nigga. But yeah. certain certain years where people like really hyping him up, I'm like that shit wasn't oh, as great as you thought it was. Did you like 444? Yeah, I thought it was pretty okay. good. Also, uh, damn, I'm finna catch some heat for this shit, bro. Oh god, I'm scared. I'm finna catch some heat for this shit because he did. Prodigy, bro. Prodigy was nice, but I feel like he's overrated, bro. He overrated. You think he's good, though? Just overrated? Or you don't? Yeah, yeah, yeah. James? No, he's not. No, 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 no. no. We're not going to do Prodigy like that, but I don't know. I say, I'm saying it's between Prodigy and Big. Prodigy and, Prodigy and Big are the two most. I, I kind of feel you, Prodigy. I'm like, yeah, dog. Prodigy, dog. Like, niggas be like, this nigga's like cold. I'm like, what? <laughs> Prodigy's cold Like what the fuck going on He, 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 he decent He decent like. <laughs> Watch some old head come out KRS-One and shit <laughs> mm. Hate to Hate to see it <laughs> But yeah So Chime in um, On the Facebook page On my Twitter Y'all can come attack me Cause y'all like doing that shit apparently <laughs> Or Follow our Twitter page Twitter page At Not PC Podcast And tell us what you think Yeah Who's the most overrated artist also, music homework is listen to uh, the Nas yes. album. The Nas album? Yep. Oh, yeah, because that's for next week. That's next week. We're going to talk about that shit, too. Oh, and? Good job, P.S. And can I say the other one to listen to that comes out soon? Chance the Rapper. Chance the Rapper. He's dropping next week. Him and YB and Corday. Motherfucking dropping next week. Bro, it's about to be, it's about to be, Quarter it's about to be a hot boy summer, by the way, Hot Girls Lost. I'm going to have to really listen <laughs> to Chance, because I think he's another Hot Girls Lost. But, all right. And on that note, <laughs> Russell, can you please tell us why the hot girls love? Nah. Like, <laughs> we'll talk about that next week, too, when y'all fucking officially bump the game. <laughs> Banana clip. It's a bad time. Like a fucking monkey. All right. Russell, Russell hates some shit. <laughs> Including hot girls. Poor God and shit. Poor uh, God. <laughs> All right. Um, so, I guess the theme of this week for me was a misconception. Um, people believing what they want to believe about certain things, certain ideas, certain traits and stuff like that. One of them being the thought of the chase. Um, the who? The chase. The, the chase? The chase? Yeah, chink. the chase, the pursuit. Ah, okay. Happiness. Oh, he said the chinks. I was like, what the fuck? It was in his soul. <laughs> his ab soul. Ah, right. All right. <laughs> but um, a lot of people don't really understand how his the chase soul. is supposed to work. <laughs> his ab soul. Um, the soul of my abs. There's a thing as, as uh, <laughs> there's a thing called um, mutual <laughs> mutual work. <laughs> 
reciprocity, whatever you want to call it, where what's a reciprocity? <laughs> reciprocity, not reciprocity. Ain't no sharing of Russell. You just made a word <laughs> out of your own name. <laughs> right. The reciprocity as far as people showing love as well as giving love. Um, showing affection, giving affection, showing attention, giving attention, that there seems to be a breakdown in how the chase is supposed to work. Um, the misconception is that um, a person who's interested chase, 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 chase with the thought of hopefully getting whoever it is. Um, with the hope of catching. Yeah. And that's always As been... As being a game and not, I really love this person or, like, have affection. I mean, I understand the game. I mean, the game is the game. It's, 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 what is, it's why it's called the game. you got to play the um, games to get through. But the thing about it is, a lot of times, people expect a chase with no end result. Um, there's no end result for this. It's just a chase. And people just like the mm. chase. Leading people on. Like and the Joker said, I'm just a dog chasing a car. But what happens when I catch up to the car? I don't know what to do. Yeah, the chase is over. And then that's why you oh, people end up in situationships. Uh, they become friends with benefits. They become fuck buddies. They do all these things that the chase was not meant for. The chase was meant for... It's, it's a development to a stage to where you learn each other and you chase after what you want. But there's a chase on both sides. And that's what's not happening nowadays. You know what I mean? In the, in the, in the, in the old days, in the archaic days... Um, the man would pursue, the one would give subtle hints that this is <laughs> what I'm interested in, days. and they would be working towards getting into a relationship. There would be some de- developmental phases where they learn more about each other, learn more about what each other likes, and act upon those things for the fact of getting with that person and working to build something together. Now, um, people misconstrue the chase because of their own selfishness. Do you think that the difference between the times is because uh, in older times, we probably weren't living as long as we are now, and um, people, because of that, thought, okay, well, I don't have as much time to live, and my parents and my parents' parents, they had kids, they started families, had they not done that, I wouldn't be here. Whereas these days, we grew up with single moms, single dads single people just with no kids at all it's a whole different society that doesn't promote relationship instead they promote situationships i mean even uh celebrities we're heavily affected by the media celebrities will get married today and then a week from today be like ah you know what wasn't for me we're getting divorced so not only are we not promoting relationships but we're also promoting the fact that love isn't forever which for some people isn't if you don't work on it but we're definitely promoting the fact that eh, we I can throw you away oh. and replace you just like Yo, a microwave. So I'm glad you said that. If you don't work on it, just because they're the one doesn't mean that they're going to last if you yep. don't work on yep. it. And that's no. the thing. We don't have a work ethic nowadays. Everything no, has to be easy. Wait, can I? Okay, this is so funny that we're talking about this because I was driving to O'Hare Airport to drop my dad off. Hi, Dad. Um, <laughs> so he can catch his flight today. And I was, I don't know why I was thinking about this on, on my way back. Unconditional love. We've heard this term so many times, but do we really know what unconditional love is? And I was yes. talking, to, I was talking to my Dumps. girlfriend about this a couple of times, and I don't think I don't think I unconditionally love any human being on this planet. Because you can't. The only people that can are moms and dogs. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. <laughs> the concept of unconditional love has been skewed. 
dogs no, wait, for sure unconditionally here's, here's, love their here's, owners. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I was talking to my girlfriend about this, and I think she brought up a very Thanks. valid point where she said, unconditional love means that without, without expecting something in return, you still love that person. But that's incorrect. Unconditional love is, bec- not, I don't love you because of who you are. I, bec- I love you because of who I am. God is the perfect example of unconditional love because even if you don't do anything you ever say because my word, because I am who I am, I love you. Can I call and that's that period. That, that would be the same thing, though. Can I call Mama Record? Wait, that would be the same thing uh, because uncon- if you love someone unconditionally, that means no matter what they do, your love for them will not die. But it's not, de- it's not dependent on an action is what I'm saying. Unconditional love, right? It's not. You're saying I, the same thing. Yeah, I'm. I are we? Yes, because uh, because for me, well, maybe but right. because <laughs> for me, and I and I don't know if this makes me a bad human being, or whatever. I don't love anyone uncon because if I love you, I'm gonna go to bat for you. But if I see I'm loving you harder than you loving me, eventually I'm gonna feel like what the fuck am I doing? Here? Right. No, I understand but, that. Is it fuck? So, you can distance yourself from somebody. Say for say for whatever reason, you and I start beefing. For whatever reason. We, that won't happen. But continue, continue the story. Say we, we start beefing. If there's still a chance and possibility that after X amount of time of beefing, we can still come back together and be like, you know what, that was some stupid shit. You know what, forget about it. Let's just squash it and keep moving forward. Or you can still be mad because of whatever happened, but that still doesn't change our relationship. Yeah, that's... That's right. unconditional love. Like, that I hate be... that nigga right now, but we still best friends. Okay. Now, hold on. We have... If we had... Um, but, okay. Sure. Mama Ricor, what is your opinion on what unconditional love means? Hi, Mama Ricor. <laughs> Not to, like, put me on the spot. Um, unconditional love. I think it's... I think it's a, a, a natural love within some people. And I hate to say I compare it to... Dogs. See, I but, only moms and dogs can have unconditional love. <laughs> you come home from work, and I'm just going to compare it to a dog right now. And you had a shitty day. That dog is right there to love and hug you. You get mad at a dog for doing something, they're going to turn around and still love and hug you. Um, they're never going to turn their back on you. They're always going to be there. And I guess that's unconditional. You accept the person for who they are. You help them. Uh, walk the path they're on, lead them certain ways, but you just don't ever leave their side, because it's just, See? I think it's the difference between love and unconditional love, but mm-hmm. you're just always going to be there, no matter. Do you think it's wrong to be able to love somebody, but not unconditionally love them? Do I think that's wrong? No. Yeah, not wrong. And I do see the two sides to it, and no, that's not wrong. I mean, there's people that I care for and love, and it's hard I don't know yeah that's two different things try a fine line but it's not wrong I think you can love somebody and want the best for somebody but not be like effective in their life right I think you can love someone and then you can unconditionally love someone there's people in our lives that we love and then there are other people in our lives that we will unconditionally love no matter what has happened, no matter how much time has passed between the last time we talked and what has happened in between, we can unconditionally love that person. They can come back in our lives. 
And there are people that we love that if something happens, like, eh, I love you, but now from a distance, stay over there. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, definitely. I definitely. I, I, I hear what you're saying, and I completely agree. I don't use that word love so freely. Yeah. Um, I'll say care for, you know, and things like that. But when I use that word love, that's pretty serious in my book. So generally, the people that I do love, they are getting my unconditional love. Um, that's just me though I think love is a really strong word just to throw out there I hear it so often just like you're my best friend you're my best friend you're my best you know things like that that's a but um, it's a good good topic for you guys today yeah you know I you know where I work you guys would blow your mind was I care for a lot of the people here where I'm at right now (laughs) and I help them out in everyday struggles and I'll guide them and I take this a senior independent senior place um, but, you know, there's also that, well, keep my guard up because all of a sudden boundaries can be overstepped or taken advantage of or things like that. So that's where, you know, that's why I just say my immediate family, unconditional, is there no questions asked, you no. know. See, Probably the, a few of their friends also. The boundary thing is interesting because I know if I let my boundaries down for you, I love you. Yeah. That's how that's how I know. Like if I'm not like if I'm not listen, everybody can get side eyed. If I if I stop side eyeing you and I'm like fuck it, whatever you said. What if you said that? That shit means some shit. If you said it, then I'm believing you because you said it. That's when I know. I'm, that's when I know I rock with you. So I get the I definitely get the whole that mm-hmm. the idea of the boundaries being dialed back. Because once I let that boundary down, I'm like all right, I believe what you say. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Then I know. Then I know that I love you. Like you're a person that if, if I can trust you, you're a person I love. But I just again, yeah. uncon- the idea of unconditional love is like, even if I want the best for you, if you aren't showing me that you also love me, I'm gonna dial back eventually, not right away or no shit like that, because everybody has an off day or week or month or you know what I'm saying. But if I'm feeling like I'm putting and giving you, showing you real compassion, love and shit, and I'm not and stuff. And I'm not getting that back. <laughs> and I'm not getting that back. You can get chopped. That's how. I, that's yeah. just how I feel. So. <laughs> yeah, she's like, yeah, you can get chopped. <laughs> can they come back? It would take an awful lot for me to turn turn my back, but yes, I get you. This is one I would have loved to have said, Anna. Too bad I'm at work now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the input, mom. Love you. You're welcome. Love you guys. Thanks, uh, Marie. 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 Thank Marie. you. Thank you. Voice just cracked. All right. It's okay. Nervous so if you cut girls. somebody <laughs> off, can they come back? Ooh. It's possible. No. If it's, for any person that you think it's possible that they can come back, if they can make amends with I you, cut, that would make that unconditional love. If I have a piece of string and I cut it. I can tape it together, but if I pull on it, it's going to break at that same spot that I cut it at. Depends on how you tie it. No, if I you tape, tape it. it. You tape I'll it. tape it? Yeah. Nah, I'm what with... What tape did you use? You can come... <laughs> you might be able to be... It's very... The kind un- that lies. It's very... It's very... Un- it's very unlikely that you... It's very unlikely that you can come back. There's like 99.9% chance you can't come back. If For you, any we, we person kinda, that you say that they have the ability to come back you have unconditional love for that person 
unconditional for, love or or you I don't monkey wrench an attachment that has nothing to do with my love for a person because I, I think mm. we're using the wrong that term. person that person could be bad damn I'm like, ah, I, shit, I, well hey I think we're using the wrong but, term here because cut off I don't think is the right word to be used here because if you cut them off then I don't think that you will ever take them back but we talked about something similar to this one time earlier where if you what is it was it lose trust in someone yeah can you ever trust them again and and I think I said like it won't ever be exactly the same because you'll always have that lingering thought and you probably won't trust them with anything major like they'd have to rebuild that trust right if they they really wanted they're making an effort to really gain your trust again Um, because of our perception on what trust is and because of our perception of um, what they may be doing in order to gain that trust, it could be two ways. We could be seeing them as just trying to get in our good graces to hurt us again or to be really working towards uh, redeeming themselves. And I think that's because we have that duality of thought that that is what makes it hard for someone to break trust and to regain it or restore trust. Right. In the same thing, I think that we also have this misconception or this skewed perception about things because we use our own experiences to gauge them. Yeah, um, Which is why, like as I was talking with The Chase, a lot of people, because of their own selfishness or because of experiences they've had in the past of others' selfish, uh, selfishness, they don't see The Chase as something working towards growing, building and being in a relationship, they just see it as they're just trying to get something from me. So let me figure out what they're trying to get. And if it's something that I want as well, then that transaction um, mentality comes into mind. And it's not about connection anymore. It's about we're both getting what we want and then I can go my separate ways. It's kind of, yeah. Hmm. I don't know how many of our listeners, if I ever mentioned this or not, but I used to be married and... My now ex-wife, she filed for legal separation. What's that mean? Y'all not wait. Wait, what's that mean? No, she. It means that you're still married, married tem- legally, but, ter- but, but temporarily you're, s- you're like not. The government doesn't see it see as a combined as, thing. Yeah. Wait, it's usually like financially or stuff like that, or taxes. So, so you're not divorced? No, I I am. I'm not saying that yet. Just let me finish, Kanye. Um, so. <laughs> She filed for legal separation. I got the paperwork, and I was talking to the cop about that. She's like, I don't know how it goes, but, you know, I'll tell you what I, as much as I do know. And so I had a box to fill out, make sure all the information is right. And then there's two boxes on the upper right corner that said legal separation or divorce. And I checkmarked divorce and sent it back. I said, you cannot file for legal separation and then go back together. Like, what are we going to laugh at our... 50 year anniversary but oh I love you so much hey remember when that time you filed for legal separation that was so cute like no you did it it's your fault fuck you that's you that's, you, you know. clearly want I guess to I'm be lost away from you, me I thought you were divorced how do you I am. file for no I am divorced oh she filed legal separation and I'm like yep all this information's correct and I check marked the box that said divorce and then went to court, oh so, I thought no, you were saying recently this happened no Okay. I'm just, yeah. That's where I was confused. Like, what? How you fall for legal separation? You heard your divorce. The fuck happened? Mm. 
Like, that separation. But, but back on topic. <laughs> well, going back to, um, we, had, we said something about um, the work ethic it takes to love someone, to build relationships, right. and how this generation, well, I won't say this generation, it seems to be a, a, a trend that people don't want to work for anything, mostly. Um, yeah. But the things that require work, relationships mm-hmm. require work, jobs require work, <laughs> getting some type of financial um, stability requires work. Uh, building your credit requires work. Like these things that um, we're not necessarily taught, but are supposedly supposed to know uh, somehow through, I guess, osmosis or assimilation. Right. Um, these things that require work, a lot of people don't want to work for. Um, that's why, and, and to get a, prelude, a prelude to the next week, um, this hot girl summer thing is is really um, hot right now. Um, it's a, I just want to fuck for the summer and then go back to being cuffed up for the winter because it's cold. Um, I don't think that's what <laughs> that's, that's who a lot of people are um, yeah, yeah. are kind of flaunting it and interpreting it. I know that's not what it means. It's more of a... It's, like, it's really uh, just a, ba- a battle of the sexes of who can get... I feel like it's a battle of the sexes of who can get over on the other sex more. But I, no, the Hot Girl Summer thing was all about um, uh, feminine independence and yeah. feminine freedom yeah. in the summer. Just having fun. Right. like Enjoying yeah. your life and and doing that, but a lot of people just like this whole um, "I'm free for the summer" bullshit that people promote every year. It seems to be mostly about fucking. Um, when people are like, "I'm, I'm well, I'm finna just be doing me," they usually talk about they finna be ran through or run through people. Like that's that's the whole um, face. The ho- yeah, that's the um, the underlying statement that a lot of people are saying when it's that's implied. actually not what you're what you're supposed to be doing in this I'm doing me phase. It's supposed to be learning yourself, re, yeah. yeah, re-loving yourself, learning how to get back to who you want to be is and evolving getting, as a person. Is would would getting pussy be self-love? Would it be? I think it's a confidence booster. Masturbating would be self-love. I think it's a <laughs> self-love is masturbation uh, according to Fight Club. Um <laughs> But still gotta watch that movie. That's a great movie. Um, I have left it there for so long. <laughs> but I mean, I'm not gonna lie. It's it's a good confidence booster. If you get pussy, you you gotta have some confidence about that. It's more than just me. Uh, that wants me. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but the the thing about it is, like like you like you said, this period is supposed to be for a time of growth, of evolution, of self reflect, of of re putting back the pieces that seem to be broken or shattered. Uh, in your life, in your soul, in your mind, in your heart, um, so that you become a more comfortable person with you. Right. Um, And loving on yourself um, does not necessarily mean to show that love outward, but that's a good way to do so, but not in those terms. Um, Showing love to other people, um, learning to build other people up, you kind of learn more about yourself and what you like, where your boundaries should be, and things of that nature. Um, the misconception with a lot of things is that it stems from our own selfishness, our own skewed perception, our own thought that we know everything. Um, case in point, this this past conversation where we were saying the exact same thing, yep. but because of my perception and my experience behind my perception, I was not seeing that we were saying the same thing. Right. I feel it. Yeah. Man. Most definitely. And I think, as always, at this point, when everybody feels super edified, it's time to fuck that whole feeling up <laughs> by bringing up the fucked up story of the week. <laughs> fucked up story of the week. <laughs> oh, uh, Jesus. 
Unless you wanted to say any more on the topic. No, I think you summed it up. It was a good way to close. (laughs) All right. Now to open up wounds. (laughs) All right. So. (laughs) I think, um, I don't want to say a big theme of this year, but a common theme of this year and the last few years, I guess, has been prison reform. And that was another R word. Thank Jesus. <laughs> yeah, prison reform, getting people Wait, out of <laughs> either um, getting people the help that they need <laughs> instead of throwing them in jail or um, exonerating people who have been in jail for being innocent. Like they and after they would be released from jail because of uh, DNA and this and that or what have you. Mm. But prison reform, you know. This guy, Mr. Albert Flick, went to jail in 1979 and jailed for 25 years for stabbing his wife 14 times in front of their son. That's 13 times too many. He was released (laughs) from jail, I think, in uh, 2004 for good behavior. They went back into jail in 2010 for assaulting a woman. That's bad behavior. That's bad behavior. (laughs) God damn it, Cody. <laughs> the judge, some judge, had uh, deemed in 2014 that um, the 77, this now 77-year-old man, be released from jail again because he posed no threat to society. Is it the meme I saw that I saved on my phone? Now this he's guy? going... Uh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> now he's going back to jail for life for... Stabbing a woman to death in front of her kid. And, I mean, I don't know how much more fucked up you can get than that, but, I mean, seriously. It, That's, you know what? This is actually kind of tame from the usual ones. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no one's dick got cut off or bit no, by or an alligator. or bugs. <laughs> bugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just a screwed up story of the week. Yeah, yeah. The messed up story of the week. (laughs) The okay story of the week. The The unfortunate story of the week. (laughs) Fuddled up. The cool thing about this this is that I've given you guys so many fucked up stories that hearing about an old dude stabbing a chick to death in front of her son was like, oh, that's all that happened this (laughs) week? That's That's the fucked up story is that we think that... (laughs) This was a good week if that's all that's happened. (laughs) No, I... Dude, like... Age shouldn't matter if you're old, mid, young, like, you did this thing. Right. I low-key thought you was going to rap. Age shouldn't matter. Hey. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I was. It was offbeat. You couldn't tell? I don't get it. Dude's been released from jail, went back to jail, released again out of jail because of good behavior, and then went back to jail for the same shit. And the, the reason why he went to, back to jail the second time was because of assault. Like, he, he didn't change anything. Right. So I've been that nigga out. He right. institutionalized hockey. I mean, yeah. by this standard, yeah, I hope crazy. this judge uh, looks at Bill Cosby and is like, you know what? This nigga's old. He ain't doing shit else. Right. Let it, this let guy out. and Bill Cosby can do, like, a, a fight ring in uh, jail. Bill Cosby probably gonna lose. This nigga, this right. other guy's killed people. This dude is this killing people. This other guy's killed people. Right. Bill Cosby's throwing M&M's at him like, eat these. Yeah. Jello cups Jello. Getting stabbed right in the throat. Jello. Right. And the fun fact of the week and is more also more tame than usual. 
Today, Boom. July 20th, 2019, oh. marks the 50th anniversary of the moon landing. Yeah. Oh, which wow. actually never happened, but... Oh, boy, oh, boy. Oh, boy, oh, boy. The so, moon landing is overrated. It is not a legend. It definitely is not a legend. Oh, I hate some shit. It only it dropped one does. album. Right. That one time. <laughs> one goddamn time. God it was only a small step for man. Looking at Hasn't released an album since. Speak on it. Speak on it. But I, how did it really style on the first time? Right. Oh, you lost all your equipment, huh? I feel it. But we're more advanced, and you still can't release an album. Okay. Right. No, the next album is Mars. Mars? Yeah, the next album is going to be Mars, but they haven't been back to the moon. Oh, shit. They have. It's not like they only went once and that was that. Right. But we did send a Tesla into orbit. Did we? So, yeah. Did we or did oh, Elon Musk? Yeah, we did, actually. Elon Musk. did Elon Musk? Yeah. He's his own nation. Oh, well, what, though? He opens his garage door. He's like, bye-bye. <laughs> I'll pick you up from school later. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But episode 32 for you guys. It's TS, a.k.a. C-Nova. You know I gotcha. A.k.a. Mexican Reagan. A.k.a. Hank hook Follow me on Twitter yeah, at KPZ. It's your boy McCoy, aka Mr. What It Do, aka Young Splash God. And you can follow me on Twitter at McCoy KPZ. There's a lot of other names, but at the end, I only say this. Bitch! What's your name, sis? Okay. Your uh, name, sis? AKA Young Splash God, aka uh, Smooth Job Johnny, aka Dope Dub Danny, aka. No Cap Charlie. No Cap Charlie? That was the other one! Oh my god, been capping! <laughs> AKA No Cap Captain. Char- right. AKA No Cap Charlie. Thank you, the bus. <laughs> uh, AKA. Uh, <laughs> You know, hallway Jones because your bitch might make me a rico. And you can follow me on uh, Twitter at RumorCodeKPZ because that's really all I ever care to be on, honestly. Cody, aka Brody, aka Ghost, aka Nickname Nathaniel, aka Embellishing Emily, aka Nava Jojo, aka Banjojo, because CD record and everything. Alright, Russ, the barman, aka Teddy Russ, aka Russ the bus. And you can catch me on Snapchat and Twitter Mount Rushmore. at E-C-K-Z <laughs> underscore R-A-Y-D-E-T and Instagram at K-N-D-Q-P-D-D-C-A-N-D-I-D underscore C-U-P-I-D-I-T-Y. And please, please don't forget to, to listen to Biggie. Okay. <laughs> or Nelly, whatever. Please don't forget to uh, follow the Facebook group or join the Facebook group at Not Politically Correct Podcast on Facebook and like our page at NPC Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Not PC Podcast. And then also SoundCloud and iTunes, give us a listen. Not not politically correct podcast. And on iTunes, please rate us five stars, yeah, bitch. And leave a rate. <laughs> but you know, talk about how good we are. On that note, you know what time it is. Gang. <laughs>